Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Reconciling Grace. This is Pete Vecchi, and I'm glad to be with you today. In the studio with me today are Mick Wells and Vicki Cundiff, and leading our discussion today is going to be Pastor Don McDonald, PMAC, Pastor Mac. He's going to be leading it remotely from Danforth, Illinois, where he is the pastor of the Danforth Reformed Church. And we thought about this, that it's coming up to Christmas already, and we wanted to have a Christmas episode of Reconciling Grace. So we asked Don if he'd be interested in leading something. And Don, we dragged you kicking and screaming into this, I guess, but but you said you'd do it. And actually, it wasn't kicking and screaming. I think you volunteered for it. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. So what have you got for us? It wasn't kicking and screaming. It was more like, of course you'll do this, won't you, Don? I thought that's how that recruiting went, Pete. Um, I when we were thinking about Christmas, one of the things that, uh, especially this session of Reconciling Grace, um, I do want to note the historical setting of this Christmas uh, special because it is December 2020 and we are dealing with a pandemic. And I'm keenly aware of history. And to me, someday someone will listen to this podcast like five, 10 years from now, and they might be wondering, what were we thinking during Christmas of 2020 during a pandemic? And so when we were looking all this over, I kept thinking about out of nothing, out of darkness, there's still Christmas. And Christmas is here and, and God is moving. And um, my young son, Thomas, um, when COVID hit in March, um, I said, you know, I need help, Thomas, with music. And Thomas said, well, since I'm leading Cruise Worship, he's, he's at University of Illinois Champaign-Urbana in Illinois. He's uh, their praise and worship leader for Crew, which is Campus Crusade for Christ. And he said, Dad, I've got the perfect song. And it's Waymaker. And when you look at the lyrics as they're shaped by Michael W. Smith, they actually speak about Christmas today and Christmas then. And part of the lyrics have the following in it. It says, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Isn't that the truth of what we're looking for in the movement of Christmas? You know, I'm, I'm always aware that when Christ was born, it was some 400 years. Listen to that number. 400 years of not hearing God move, or at least thinking he's not moving. And you know, Don, when I think about that, I love to put those things into historical context. And wasn't it 1620 when the pilgrims landed in what is now the United States? So that's as long from the pilgrims to us. And, and you know, that's a powerful thought, Pete, because it, you realize how long that is, and that seems like forever ago. And yet God is moving. 
And when I'm thinking about Christmas and the birth of Jesus, there was that, shall we say, you know, landing in 1620, that type of feeling and Jesus being born. And, and I guess the question I have in terms of a life application question, as we call it, is how have you experienced the movement of God in this time of confusion and darkness? And then as you're thinking about that, how do you tie it into the experience of the Christmas season? Anybody want to speak on that at all? I think for myself, I've experienced God's protection strongly. Um, I'm a pastor, but I don't actually have a, a church right now that I'm pastoring. I go out and preach at places, but I'm a manager um, in a commercial cleaning company, so you know I'm what they're terming as an essential. That uh, you have to go out and work and be amongst so many different people, and I have just felt the impression of God of how He has spoken to me through this, and I am positive that he is protecting me uh, not only from that but in a, but in a lot of, of different areas and so you know he's been my source of strength we're even in a, a pandemic and so we have that but there's other things in life uh, that happen as well and so he's my source of strength and my source of protection but also giving me the willpower to endure because I think that in this season across the world as we go through this pandemic, um, sometimes it's just getting old, isn't it? <laughs> That's what yeah. you hear people say. They're just so fed up uh, of dealing with it and and uh, the limitations that it's putting on us. But especially, uh, you know, for us, some, a lot of us, it's only putting limitations. But there's people that have had to deal with loss of loved ones. It's been tragic uh, of what people have, have dealt with. And so uh, I think that, you know, where would we be without Jesus and the hope that Christmas brings? And I think that that's, that's what we see from Christmas time that as it approaches. That movement of God mm -hmm. in spite of everything going on. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, amen to that. Um, Pete, do you want to read that Isaiah text, please? Isaiah 11. Sure. It's the first verse. It says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The phrase that catch me, catches me there is the stump. And when you look at the stump, you begin to realize it infers a total absence of the monarchy in the time of Jesus. You know, when Jesus came into redemptive history, David's throne had been null and void for so long, there was no way it was going to be identified with Jesus. So they went with Jesse and they said, remember, they would remember Jesse, but not so much David in this time period. And so that's sort of the reason why many use in this rendering of Jesse over like David or Solomon. Um, so from the roots, a branch will bear fruit. And you begin with that stump of Jesse. And when I was looking over all this, I kept thinking to myself, wow, talk about the darkness of Christmas you know, before Jesus was born. And yet from the roots came the fruit that would redeem the whole world from their brokenness, their darkness and emptiness. Um, I guess, you know, when I was reading through that, you know, you would think, you know, Jesus would sort of move in, in a grand way and he'd come from, you know, a full tree. Instead, it's a stump and it's a stump that bears a branch. And, from that, 
comes God's redeeming love in Christ. From that comes the life of the kingdom. And when I was sort of reflecting on that, I kept thinking about the word hope and how that gives us hope, you know, and how God moves in our lives in that hope um, to care for us in such remarkable ways. You know, I, I love the way Vicki, you know, described, hey, you know, for me, Christmas is realizing God is there giving me strength. I have that hope you know, in Christ and in spite of all the COVID stuff going on, there was that hope of that strengthening. And I, I guess the question that I was asking and looking over is, you know, what hope uh, does that give us when we see the Christmas event being birthed, as it were, in a time of utter historical darkness? What, what type of hope does that give us? Well, I think Christmas gives us... Uh... Uh, a reminder of the hope that only God can provide. You know, it's not historical darkness, but right now I'm just utterly impressed that the world is filled with spiritual darkness. And yet uh, the scriptures describe the Lord as, as uh, a life and a life that was the light of men. Uh, John chapter 1 verses 4 and 5 talk about that light who is Jesus, light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So he is a beacon to us in a time of spiritual darkness is what occurred to me. And, you know, when, when you do think about that, the reality is that even in the darkness, there is the light of Jesus. Yes. You know, um, my daughter Joy and I, we we begun a vlog, and... Part of it is uh, our very first vlog is dealing with, you know, suicide and, and how to prevent that and, and things of that nature. And, you know, when the two of us talked about this vlog, it was about there needs to be light in this darkness where people are feeling so utterly um, dark and confused. The light of Jesus can make a difference. Do you think that part of this might be a way for God to use the fact that we have in our culture especially made Christmas such a busy time, made it such a time of, oh, it's all about family and football and holidays and getting together and 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 big meals. Um, when maybe this, as you talked about this, this barren stump taking us back to the basics and letting us just realize what exactly it is that God did for us. I mean, when you look at that baby, Jesus, that's God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe, Pete, you know, like you're saying it so beautifully, it's it's getting back to the basics. I mean, realizing, you know, the power of, the, of that branch coming out of that stump and, and, you know, because we're talking about not having family gatherings in this season and, and not being together as families, trying to stay apart so we don't spread COVID. Well, then what is there? There is that stump of Jesse. There is that branch of Jesus. And we need to lean in on that hope even more than in that utter darkness that that light is there and works in that way. Um, 
and and I hope when we come back from our break, we could take a look at, you know, the vine and and thinking about dwelling and remaining with Jesus and how that looks. Um, so I'm going to pass the ball back to you, Pete, as we get ready to take a break here. Sure, and uh, that's what we're going to do. Take a break for our sponsor, and we'll be back with Reconciling Grace. And we're back with Reconciling Grace, talking about Christmas and Pastor Mac, Don McDonald is leading us. Don, where would you like to go from here? Well, I was uh, basically thinking about, as we've talked about hope, and we've talked about experiencing the movement of God in a time of confusion and darkness, that we should begin to think a little bit about, you know, being connected to Jesus, seeing that true vine and seeing, you know, God the Father is that great gardener and and be walking with him and connecting in with him. So I'm going to have Mick share with us John 15, 1 through 8 at this time. The word says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples." Thank you very much, Mick, for reading that. And I keep looking at the words vine and pruning and fruitfulness. And when I look over Isaiah, you see an extreme trimming. For God trimmed all the branches down all the way to a stump. And, there, and there's new growth that came out of that. A growth that is the power of God to redeem the world, that type of fruitfulness that we're experiencing. and. I always remind myself in all things of life that God never promised us a rose garden without thorns. Um, I, I love the flower, the rose flower. I love the beauty of it. But man, when you go to enjoy it, occasionally you get pricked with that thorn. And what I learned from that is, you know, there is beauty in the pain. And, and from the pain comes new life and fruitfulness. Um, so as we experience the Christmas event during a pandemic, I feel God is blessing us. I feel God is moving in our lives. And yet we need to slow down. And maybe the pandemic, COVID-19, is causing us to do this and really realize where the journey began and how in the darkness of Jesus's birth, from the stump of, of that line of Jesse comes to life 
the light of the world that you know Mick has talked about so well. And so as I'm thinking about all this and the shoot coming up of Christ and we celebrate it, let's begin that journey of the birth of Jesus by uh, listening to Vicki read Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Cornelius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Whenever I listen to this section of Luke 2, um, I find myself looking at the simplicity of the event. But it's in simplicity with profound results in the whole world. And like I said at the beginning of this journey into this Reconciling Grace session, um, it was 400 years. Like Pete talked about, you know, when you think about the first landing in America to today, that's 400 years of waiting for Jesus to come, of that stump and that branch coming out, and we remain in that vine to be fruitful. Um, that's sort of my wow moment reading that text is seeing that experience of Jesus and thinking in that light. Any other panelists have any wow or, or some observation, Luke 2, every time you hear it read? Well, I think that with what we're talking about here, seeing Christ um, and Christmas during a pandemic, and so if you looked at this situation, they'd traveled a long way and Hey guys, I'm the only one in here that's been pregnant, so I know that. Let's hope so. I know that uh, when you're, you know, the longer you go along, the more pain that it gets. She's riding there, you know, trying to get to the place where she registers, and they come here thinking they're going to find rest and solace, and there's no place for them. And so, if you can just imagine what that must have been like for the two of them, you know, we think of the darkness that people are living in uh, right now with the the pandemic going on. And so here they are in the midst of this trouble of looking like we don't even have nowhere to stay. And my wife is pregnant. You know, can't you give me some place for her to stay? And we've heard of this said in this way so many times. But let's think about it during the time that we're living in right now and try to relate to the fact that what it was like for them during that time and how hard that must have been. So you talk about how God can bring hope out of a situation. So there they were. They wasn't surrounded by family and friends. They, they wasn't even in a, their home. You know, they had to go to this place where there, there was cattle around, you know, in the barn, really, and go to this place to have this baby and look at the joy that they experienced in the midst of troublesome times. And so I, that's my takeaway from this wow. during this time. Yeah, I mean, we talk about uh, a stable when it was a barn mm -hmm. or maybe even a cave or maybe yeah. a room behind the home, depending on how that uh, translation is. We talk about a manger. You know what? We don't talk about mangers today. How about feeding trough? Right. You know, think about 
the the odor. Think about whether or not that hay or that straw or whatever they laid the baby Jesus in was clean. Um, sanitation was not what it is um, then as it is right. today. Right. I was thinking too, I'm amazed at the providence of God, his sovereignty in superintending these um, these humble beginnings. Uh, Vicki was talking about how it was a long ways. I looked that up on Google, distance from Nazareth to Bethlehem was 90 miles. And wow. some people th believe that uh, Mary may not have even been on a donkey to ride. She, can you imagine walking 90 miles over five to seven days, if in fact that happened, and being nine months pregnant? And then when the baby's born, this evil king tries to, to kill him? I mean, it is simple in a lot of ways, but it's just awesome how God has made provision to bring a Savior to the world in these circumstances. And, and uh, I guess that was my wow moment, Don. But that also I, speaks of, just really quick here, also trying to kill the baby, but God is still the protector. And God is still sovereign and still on the throne, yep. and His will would be done even in the midst of all the troubles and trials we go through. We just have to trust Him. Sure. And and you know, I'm I'm having many emotional responses listening to all of you, and and, and one thing that keeps coming back to me is now think about the pandemic and everything you're experiencing, and think about Jesus came and how God cared for him. He's doing that for us today. Yes. In Christ. And, you know, the, the, the part that always catches me is she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger. There, there was nothing fancy about how Jesus was put into the world. It, it, it was straightforward and and... He is in control of everything um, and, and how powerful that is. Um, and to be honest, Vicki, you know, I, and I'm putting together what Mick talked about too, you know, 90 miles to walk, to ride, whether you're walking or riding nine months pregnant, how achy she had to be. You're right, Vicki. You know, that, that, that is, that's where, you know, the, the power of, of the Christmas event is, you know, no matter how dark the times are, the voice of God is going to be heard. Mm -hmm. And and that's what humbles me. I've been, before our session began here of Reconciling Grace, you know, being that I'm, I'm a pastor of a small church, we've already had the conversation for COVID. How are we going to do, you know, the, the Christmas service Christmas Eve, you know, because you usually share lighting the candles and you're all standing together and tight and in the sanctuary. And um, I, I think what's speaking to me through everything I'm hearing from, you know, Pete and Mick and Vicki is appreciate that it began in a dark time. Appreciate that it began in a desperate time because I, I my emotion, Vic, Vicky, was a little bit, as I was hearing you speak, was that sense of desperation they had to feel, too. Mm -hmm. And yet, isn't the story of Christmas how God moves 
in the darkness, in the simplicity. That, that just speaks to me. Um, I, I think the other thing that speaks to me, too, is in this session, Reconciling Grace, are the shepherds. The other ones that came to experience all this, and every time I preach and teach uh, the shepherds, I always end up with the ones who seem so um, socially unacceptable that came to encounter all, all this uh, birth of Jesus. And, and I'm going to let uh, Pete, not let, my dear friend Pete Vecchi, the most reverent holy one, uh, can you do Luke 2, 8 through 20, please? As I like to say, the not quite right reverend. <laughs> <laughs> and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. As we um, sort of head towards closing, uh, reconciling grace a little bit, just some of my thinking on this is, notice how God uses social outsiders to bring to life the redemptive event. And it all began from a stump of Jesse. And, and I think the other thing to notice is that it was the unlikely that went and did what God told them. Sometimes we underestimate how God moves and how we experience, how we experience him, um, but it's the unlikely that move. And, you know, they went and they saw that the babe was wrapped in swathing cloths and was lying in a manger. And all this is about the movement of God and how he cares for us in these times of darkness. And like I began this session, the one thing that keeps speaking to me is even though we're in a dark time, look where Jesus was born and how that dark time turned into be a powerful time of light. And that's sort of my prayer as we look at Christmas this year is, is that don't let the darkness overtake you. Don't let that part of the journey because Jesus began from a stump from when God trimmed Israel so that they would be strong once more. And from that stump, that branch of Jesse, you know, came the redeeming love of God to life. And it's for everyone. It's for rich. It's for poor. It's for everyone to experience. And if you're wondering if God's moving, go back to Waymaker. And you'll see the phrase, even when I don't see it, 
you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop working. Don, I want to thank you for sharing today. This has been wonderful. I hope it has spoken to our audience even half as much as it has spoken to me. So the music is playing for Don McDonald, for Vicki Cundiff, for Mick Wells. This is Pete Vecchi. Thanks for joining us for Reconciling Grace. This has been Reconciling Grace. If you have a comment or a question for our panel, or if you would like to invite one or more of our panelists to share with your church or group, please send an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com. And thank you for listening to Reconciling Grace.